Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome back to yet another exciting episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But of course, before we get to them, we got to tell you about our fine sponsors over at Brentwood Line. Look, the Brentwood Line specializes in chairs, coolers, backpacks, and blankets. They're a well-respected supplier known not only for its high-quality products, but also for their customer service. Brentwood Line values and appreciates its customers to the greatest extent, and they want to make sure your expectations are met. So be sure to head over to BrentwoodLine.com to check out the latest and greatest products for all of your outdoor needs. And tell them the Industry Insider sent you. Uh, you know, Kevin, I saw that you were doing a little bit of a, a spin there. I don't know if that had anything to do with the pitch that we talked about recently on this show, but, uh, you know, it, it was pretty good. It went right along with it. But uh, why don't we say hey to Stephen McFadden. How are you doing? I'm good. I just forgot my book stick. So I, guess I told you the stick's over. <laughs> the the stick is over. It's no longer a stick. If I, I literally, as soon as you started talking, I was like, oh, I have books. I forgot. I, I can't mean, keep up with my own. Kevin, Kevin even set you up. He had he had you going. I mean, he he had his thing going. You should have been like, oh yeah, there's Kevin's thing. Where's my thing? The the tea is was hot before this thing started. So um, I, I I was yeah. Meg was Meg was absorbing it all. So I I just totally lost where I was and forgot my stick. So I'll you know what. New stick, 2023, coming soon. We'll figure out what it is. <laughs> Fair enough, Meg Erber. Thanks for doing your hair today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, actually. I am having like a really good hair day, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, nice and volumetric and curly, curly. and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, I had a cool. good weekend. Got this office clean and organized, and I like feel super focused heading into 23. Even though it's almost February. <laughs> yeah, just well, on time. I'm sure you can see the Christmas tree that's still behind me. I mean, we haven't oh. even taken the tree down yet, so. We just got ours done this weekend, so. No I know judgment. we've we, we've had this topic before on the podcast where we've talked about what's the appropriate time to start decorating for the holidays. I don't think we've ever talked about when we tear this crap down. Yeah. That's something for maybe another topic. But uh, Kevin Mullaney, super excited to have you back with us, sir. Uh, this will be your second time on the show. I see you've got a guitar behind you. I don't know if you're going to audition for uh, you know for us a little bit, maybe maybe for the, the PPEF uh, music series, or I don't know. Like, I, I see it back there. The last thing you want is this raspy voice uh, strumming on those uh, strings back there. I have no oh. musical talent. Uh, Brother, have yeah. you heard Pink? Like, <laughs> raspy is in. Raspy That's is so in. so good. Yeah, she is talentless. You're absolutely right. But great to see you. Super <laughs> excited to be back. She's not that great. Let's just be honest. She's made a lot of money, you know? Um, yeah, I'll give her that. 
So yeah, we are here. We're going to talk about Fad Five again. Uh, but Meg, I think you wanted to kind of hit on what we've done in the previous episode, right? Do you want to lead into the conversation and with that? Or? For those that don't know Kevin, um, do you want to give yeah. us a quick intro as well? First? You know what, Stephen? Thank you for keeping me on task. You are absolutely correct. Uh, look, gotcha, we're not man. all fortunate to, to be great friends with Kevin Mullaney from Brandito. So why don't you take it away, sir, and give us a good three to four minute introduction of yourself for those that don't know you. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin Mullaney, Vice President of Brandito, based out of Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we put your swag on every day. We love what we do. Uh, we're a younger distributor. Uh, we're part of the Facilis Network. Our focus is on corporate business. And uh, again, just trying to make uh, or give our clients a better buying experience from their typical um, day to day. Uh, I'm a father of two beautiful young girls, Cameron and Brooklyn. And I have a gorgeous wife at home um, that's very supportive of all of these wild endeavors that we get to do in this crazy promo industry. But in all seriousness, I got to meet Meg and Jeff for the first time in person in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. Meg is much taller in person. Um, I noticed that. I did not know if everybody else knows. Um, and then got to see her right before uh, she did her pitch. Um, and then Jeff indeed is uh, the fashionista of the headwear. Uh, and then Steve and I have been buddies for almost six years, so it's always good to get together, see him, and then I get to see him again in a couple of weeks in Texas. Welcome. Is that it? Is that how you do it? That's it. Something. <laughs> and uh, shameless plug for Kevin, because he won't uh, brag on himself, but you are the reigning uh, salesperson of the year for Facilis, if I'm not mistaken, Congrats. which was last year's award. And I was then, uh, last year, and um, yeah, we switched it up a little bit, so I'm not the reigning not repeat uh but some more of my teammates uh that kind of took over some of my and uh and for those that don't know about brandito they've got a big give back component too and so we, we love that about them and we me and him have chatted about that a bunch so um props to you guys for what you're doing yeah thank you for doing a better intro of me than i did myself yes the past two years <laughs> um we've been able to donate fifty thousand dollars to uh the children's hospital at vcu which is an awesome state-of-the-art uh, Children's Hospital here in Richmond, Virginia. Year before that was the Jimmy V Foundation, and year prior to that was Charity One. So, giving is one of our three core pillars and our missions. It's always going to be a part of it. Um, and then we do a lot of nonprofit work. Um, I, I try and dabble. I work with the American Cancer Society um, on a large golf tournament, and then also I work with a, uh, a company called Comfort Zone Camp, which is a nonprofit uh, camp for kids that have lost a brother, son, relative, and they go to camp, they get to be a kid, they do all the fun adventure stuff. And then at the same time, they've got a big buddy like me that talks through a lot of the coping mechanisms that come through a loss. So again, Stephen, thank you. I should be talking about more of this back. So thank you. You got it, man. Steven's just keeping us all on task today. I think. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Very good. All right. So now that introductions are out of the way and uh, Stephen's done an awesome introduction of Kevin. Uh, why don't we uh, leave it to Meg to sort of uh, recap the fad fire from last year and see sort of how we ended. Okay. So <laughs> the first one that Kevin had said was we don't talk about Numo. It wasn't really Numo in particular, but it was the full color custom presentation um, for the product custom in a, in a really short period of time. Um, so did that pan out? Was that one of your, um, it was a fab, I think. Did that, was that like something that stayed, you think? Or is that like out the window for 2023? I thought it was absolutely uh, hot or not. I thought it stayed hot. 
I think it's one of those things where um, you really do need to have a creative department that can really sink their teeth into that design capabilities. Mimo has a fantastic in-house department that can help generate some of those logos. But I think the, the perfect match is you having an in-house designer or your client having a designer that absolutely blows the cover off those things. But they've expanded their line. It went from blankets and koozies to now, you know, the sling bags that are super popular this year. Um, they continue to explore and grow it. So yes, I, I thought that was hot. All right, the next one was on-demand printing. You were not having it last year. You were like, I don't think it's here to stay. I don't think it's valuable. Have your thoughts changed in 2022? Do you still think it's not worth the, the money or the, the investment? I still don't, not for our clients. Uh, for many people that want to have those types of, you know, on-demand stores, good for you, way to have the patience, and your client's going to inevitably pay a higher cost, and I just don't think it's the right way to do business in this new Amazon experience where we're trying to get stuff out the door 24, 48 hours. So for Brandito, is still a not a fad for us. Um, however, do you guys know where Brandon Patriarch ended up landing from promo corner? Brandon, yeah, he did. He is uh, a, a distributor in Colorado. I can't remember the name of it. Sorry. Sorry, I was hoping to give him a plug because they had an on-demand model um, that looked like it was really, really intriguing. So we'll see if we can circle back on that and get you some more Definitely. details. But we're okay. still running away from it. We actually just had an e-commerce store meeting uh, with one of our clients. They have a really, really great program. Everything's on-demand. And as of right now, we're just probably not the right uh, partner for them if they want to continue to do business that way. Um, and again, so we're still running away from that, like the play. Stephen, what is being a distributor? Um, I can't. I don't. I think I might have skipped over your answer last year. But how do you feel about it um, versus how you felt about it last year? Um, well, f for the first two, Numo, yes. I mean, they, you know, our our salespeople have art skills as a requirement to sell, and so it, we can just dive into their books. And actually, they went. Through like Numo in general, cracked our top five and suppliers last year, so they were awesome. they were killing it. Um, the on demand, we've really never found. Like Kevin uh, mentioned, we kind of kind of echo it. Haven't really found the right application for it. There's some, you know, reward one off kind of things, um, but it, just from full programs perspective, I mean, it's Kevin nailed it. A lot of patience. It's it's a uh, it is a time based service uh, where you can only print so many things so fast and get so many things out the door so quickly. So there's maybe service providers that could help with things like that, but not our not our wheelhouse. And that uh, Brandon is at Brandon Logistics, um, so that helps. So thanks for whoever commented there. Yep, absolutely. Um, so the next one was sustainability give back, minority owned, ESG, CSR, that type of thing, working with companies that kind of put that in the forefront. Um, was that a was that a trend? Was that a fab? Was it a fad? What do you what do you think, Kev? Yeah, I'm extremely proud to say how we just absolutely knocked it out of the park with the diversity owned, minority owned businesses and folks that focus on sustainability and give back. Our diversity spend went up as a company from five percent to uh, twelve percent. So that was fantastic. And then additionally, for our core accounts where we actually measure it, uh, one of our accounts, our largest account, went from 5% to 21%. Uh, so we couldn't be more proud to push those uh, suppliers. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of those in the fads moving forward. Sustainability is not going anywhere if we all care about this planet as much as we say we should. 
Um, so, you know, no Greta comments here, but we all need to be doing our part when it comes down to using sustainable materials and also providing products that people aren't going to throw in the brand bowls, right? Um, and again, coaching our clients, more value, less stuff continues to be uh, what we're looking for. Well, one of the things that we talked about with the, the eco or sustainable stuff uh, in the podcast last time was, you know, with, with it, people wanted it, but it was cost prohibitive and have we continued to see the price of eco or sustainable products kind of trend downward you know is it getting more affordable is that the reason why clients are able to go from five to 21 percent yes i find like the weed based material the bamboo based material um seems to be less expensive not less expensive i apologize but more in line with their their typical budget yeah, and I'm also seeing that people don't mind spending a little bit more money for a better quality product and that will have a longer shelf life. So that kind of all comes in a circle and a whole little package of sustainability. Um, and the one thing that I've noticed over the last two years um, or last year is that we've seen a big push from PPAI and a very big push from ASI doing their separate thing. But now if you go into Sage, that you're able to search for you know companies that have you know, sustainability or DEI or minority owned or whatever, you're able to kind of break it down. I don't have it in front of me to, to really dive into that, but they've done a really good job. Um, and I will touch very, very quickly. Um, Promo Cares is, is actually doing their next uh, fundraiser. We're about to launch very, very soon. And it has a huge give back component, a lot of low lifting, not a lot of heavy lifting, a um, little bit of merch, but um, really, really awesome. So we're just seeing a lot of big things for this industry. Um, okay, so the fourth one, hybrid work. Um, you said eventually it'll go back to brick and mortar. Um, how do you feel about that today? Now we've had a full year of actual hybrid. We've seen quiet quitters. We've seen, we've seen it all. So where do you stand on the hybrid work today? So it's interesting because I think what you're seeing a lot more is that employees are being more held, held more accountable for lack of, of production. So managers, owners, presidents, CEOs, C-level folks are bringing those people that are underperforming. Still think there's a reality of a thing called a lease or ownership of the building, paying the rent, if you will. And if you're doing that and your employees aren't utilizing that space, that's a waste of money. Now, I will say my boss has always been a huge proponent of everyone being in the office, and we just rolled out hybrid work. He hates it, right? He's very transparent that he hates it, but it's something that we have to do as most of our, uh, our workforce is uh, the younger demographic that's looking for flexibility, that's looking to work them out. And if you have a job that allows you to do that, so obviously our warehouse and fulfillment employees, you know, we've got about 15 folks that don't have that luxury, they don't need to do it. Um, but it's effective as of this week and everyone's in the office. So we still enjoy that collaboration. Um, I do think that hybrid work will stay forever for a lot of cloud-based companies, a lot of remote sales organizations. But if you've got a big old building, you don't want to walk in and have those those you know seats being empty. So I do think it's bad timing, right? We're now past the pandemic a bit. God bless, I hope, right? We're getting out of flu season. Um, but let's start thinking about the recession right and again i hate to bring that up in the fads and the fun things that we're going to be talking about but you know there's bigger things to worry about in my opinion right now than say for example is your employee showing up to his desk nine to five as long as they're getting his or her um, job done i still think we're in good shape um but i think next year you're going to start to see more of a push to get people back in the seats 
I hope that's the case, Kevin, because I, I can tell you from an outside sales, you know, uh, perspective from the supplier side, uh, I can certainly confirm that the the hybrid situation is still very much in full effect uh, for a lot of folks out there. And it's interesting that you talked about, you know, brick and mortar as well, because I've actually seen some some distributors actually sell their buildings and mm -hmm. go to like rented or shared office space, um, which is, you know. I'm really interested to see how this trend sort of affects us, you know, two, three, four, five years down the road as well, you know, because I think it has a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, mental health uh, situations, uh, you know, and issues there. I think there's, you know, that work-life balance, you know, it's really hard to separate work and life when you're, you know, literally in the same building the whole time. Um, so, yeah, really, really interested to see how that continues to Plan, uh, to pan out. But I, Kevin, I hope you're right in that, you know, there's a big push for it over the next six months or a year to kind of get back to the butt in the seat. Yeah. Um, all right. And the last one that you said was actually a product. And then we're going to jump right into the, the Fad Five for 2023. But you had said shirts and, and I'm sorry, not shirts, shorts and pants. Um, listen, something completely worse. <laughs> um, and then uniforms and workwear, you were seeing more of that being a trend for people like you um, when you don't, you have baby hands that you don't actually go get dirty, but you'll wear a workwear shirt. Or did you see that thing, uh, thing a trend? And have you fixed an alternator yet? Have you gotten those hands dirty? Absolutely not. No, can't fix a light bulb, outsource everything. Uh, no, I, I do think that that was continuing to trend. I thought Carhartt was absolutely blown out of the water. Uh, we gave our employees an end-of-year incentive. They put the North Face, Carhartt, um, some JBL speakers, and mostly everyone um, chose a lot of those Carhartt items. And that was a lot of people that also don't know how to change those tires or change the oil in their car. So um, I still think that is more of a look and a fad, that brewery look. Um, and Carhartt really knocked it out of the park for us. So I do think that's going to continue to change. Do we think Yellowstone has anything to do with that? It certainly could, right? Um, and then um, Mercer and Metal, I think the Kadas Apparel, right? They're trying to make it a little bit more trendy. I think they've yeah. done a good job with that. And yeah, I feel like Yellowstone's got a touch in everything right now. Um, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the uh, waiting for the Peaky Blinders trend. Can we get Can we get there with our fashion? Yeah. yeah. As long yeah. as Jeff sells razor blades and the and uh, his hats now. In his hats, yeah. Hat, hey. Yeah. Look, we can sell uh, caps with like little stash pockets and stuff for marijuana. I'm sure you could stick a razor blade in there too, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, minor upside. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're ready to move on. Um, we have to run through these. We've got about 15 minutes left, but let's see. Um, let's start from the number five and work down to the number one. All right. What do you right, think? The first one that I saw um, is just the, the, I believe it's called Chi Charging. Uh, spelled Q-I, but I believe it's pronounced Chi. Uh, one of my favorite items that I saw was the Trio uh, Chi from one of our minority-owned suppliers, Ace High. Uh, $45 price point, charges your phone, charges your watch, charges your AirPods all at once, and then boom, stacks up real quick, so you throw it in your backpack and travel well with it. I loved it. I still think that stuff's going to be trending on. I think I did see that somewhere and I was like, wow, I, it's actually, I have so many chargers for my phone. I've never used a single one of them. First off, I'll charge it and then I'll go somewhere and I'm like, it's the old USB. I can't get that into my phone. So I end up not using it ever. I've never used one ever in my life. So that I actually think I've used because I use all those. I have the watch, I have the AirPod and my phone. So I'll have to check that out. Yeah, really cool. I 
I do love a good power bank. Uh, one of the issues that I've always had with a lot of the promotional power banks is that typically they're smaller in size, like 2000 milliamps or something like that. It's like, that doesn't really get you very far. Me personally, I like, like I'll spend a ton of money to get a 20, a 30 milliamp hour, a 20,000 milliamp hour battery, just cause it's going to charge my phone three, four five times, you know, plus all the other accessories and things like that. And you can get them, you know, USB-C and all that good stuff. So uh, I don't know where our industry is with power banks nowadays, but I know, you know, before a lot of the promotional ones were, you know, those smaller ones that wouldn't really get you too far. And since this is a nerdy news, you need to know. So QI Qi is a uh, charging standard that was uh, adopted in 2010. And uh, they came out with like different regulations of how to do induction charging and regulation. So they've basically become the standard for, for charging methods. So you'll see a lot of different brands that have QI or Qi certification on it. And that's, that's what that is. Steven's walking out of here with the MVP trophy of this podcast. <laughs> Let's not share I got your back, Kevin. Ready to go Very to number nice. two? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Here's my only question. Hey, man. You down with HPG? You know me. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> you down with HPG? You know me. Jeff? Are you down with HPG? You know I am. You know, I'm going to mess it up here. It's- All my homies. All right. So, HPG, I don't know if you've been able to keep your hands on my, keep your eyes on my hands, but I've been playing with my balls the entire time. So these are called tranquility balls and they're fantastic. So this is actually an ancient hand exercise from China. Um, HPG came out with it, come in this beautiful little full color graphic sack. And I think this is gonna be great for mental health, right? It's a perfect so, word. <laughs> oh, is that too much? Is that That's perfect much? packaging, perfect are packaging. Are you replied? Yeah, okay. um, so in all seriousness, I absolutely love this major ADD child over here. Um, so when I'm working on a presentation, actually trying to think about stuff like this that we're going to talk about or how to collaborate with my team, um, I've got my hands on my balls and I feel better about it. Do you remember, Kevin, the ZBs? These I've were never like, had the case of the heebie-zeebies. No. No, heebie-zeebies, no. The, yes, ZBs. They, no. they were these two little magnetic things. I can't oh, yeah. remember the company. Uh, like Zingline or I can't remember, Jornik or one of those way back in the day. And you'd toss them up and they'd go – like and then you catch them oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were like before the fidget spinner this reminds me of like that it's the next fidget uh fun branded item yeah i think it's more of an executive desk drop right like yeah. if i was a ceo and i had all of this stuff that people always sent me i'm keeping this um and i'm not yeah. a ceo i'm just a, a basic vice president which means i do absolutely nothing um so basic. It's, it's it's fantastic Again, my guy's Nick Latour uh, and my guy Mark Chippy Chippy, uh, Chip Chase, uh, sent me the sample so I could have it uh, for this podcast. And again, just can't thank him enough. Super excited talking about mental health awareness, which is in May. Um, something like that. Keep that, uh, keep that brain going. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Awesome. All right. Let's see that. I like that. Those are really neat. And, uh, that was number four, Kevin, right? That was number four. So we're going right into number three. We talked about Ariel before, another minority-owned supplier. Yeah, we went four, three, two. Sorry. Um, so your, your guy, my guy, Tony, Tony, Tony from Ariel. I love him. And he comes out with new products. They keep upscaling. They keep raising the level. They've got this new cool tech item. It's called a flip stick 2.0. Sticks on the back of your phone, and then it's got adhesive. So you can stick it up against your mirror, up against the shower. So when Meg's doing her, uh, uh, 
TikTok videos, she has that. When Jeff's over there cooking for his family, he's Chef Jeff. He's got his recipe right there in front of him while he's filleting the yams. Um, and then again, anytime Steven's doing an audio book for his kids in the back when they're going to Disney and they're, they're hauling it and they're stopping at the Bojangles, um, they're not missing any visual time. So again, the cool item sticks to your back of your phone that also can stick as the adhesive. Uh, excited to see the adhesive at work. The, the demonstration in Vegas went really well, but I'm always looking for those $5 tech items, kind of those table grabs. I know $5 might be a little bit high for somebody to consider that a table grab, but the Flipstick 2.0 for my minority sponsor, Ariel. And I got Tony, Tony, Tony. I uh, love it. I like that, actually. I think we're going to have to get some samples of those and try them out and see how that works. But uh, I like that. Uh, I like that one. It might be my nugget, my nugget holder from 2020. Well, we, we knew you would like it when, when uh, Kevin brought in the whole TikTok dance scenario. So, but you he know. did it so good. Is that, it? Is that how they do it? I don't have TikTok yet. I can't. I can't. Force it. You nailed um, it. I, you, you should probably it. start an account because you'll you'll end up going viral. I mean, ah, well, we need to. Someone's got to pay the bills around here. Um, so the next thing is actually more of, of what we're talking about. The new, new two things are really less product oriented and more, um, you know, more fat, like what I should be covering. Um, the hit digital business card through Link. Did anyone get a chance to see that? I know PCNA had one last year. This one's really rad because if you just slide that business card under your phone, you don't need to have your camera out. It immediately loads up. So HIT, I, again, I still think they're doing a good job of leveling up, right? And they're finding new technology to partner up with. So it immediately goes into my contacts. So with Meg, I'm like, wow, she really is a tall glass of water. I need to get her contact information in Vegas. She, I just slide that business card, bam, type in my name. And then also what's really cool is not just going to give you your name, email, phone, like a normal business card, but it can get all my socials, my LinkedIn, my TikTok, right? My Instagram, my Facebook. They can really have everything they need for me, even my social security number if it's on there. Uh, nice. So again, I think the link business card retails about 25 bucks. I, I think that's more helpful than say, for example, uh, we got the one from another supplier that came out last year and it fell right off my phone. And I was like, wow, there's $25 off the bat. So just one business card that did slide. Nice. Uh, and again, if I were younger in my 20s, hitting the bar scene in Richmond, Virginia, in this world of Tinder, I just be like, boom, bumble, Tinder, bumble, Tinder. You know what I mean? I'd be handing it out. That's what I would be doing. That's how Is that I how it works? So I yeah. have no idea how it works, to be honest with you. I've got a couple of friends that are on it. Yeah, Kevin knows. Alright. First of all, I like that idea too, because I have business cards and I forget them for every single trade show. Yeah. Every so, trade show. I'm like, yeah, my understanding is it's what it's called is the NFC technology, which is the overall fad that I wanted to cover, uh, which is basically, uh, let me, I, I have it Googled up here. NFC technology stands for near field communication. Um, so another person that did it really well, no knock here, Meg, but Alpha Broder has a t-shirt with NFC. It's got an NFC tag on it. And then if you scan the t-shirt, it can take you to a URL that can then give you an actionable item. So again, QR codes obviously still really popular. I'd imagine they're probably pretty hard to print on a t-shirt and make sure it works. So this NFC technology, just throw it on a label and then I can recreate that URL that it lands through. So say for example, we've got our end user expo on March 30th, shameless plug. And then what we'll do is we'll have that t-shirt on and then give them a chance to win one of our Patriot coolers that they just scan and we get their information. Then we're going to South by Southwest also in March. So if I'm just cruising around with this dope Brandito shirt, you're like, oh, what's up, man? I love your shirt. What do you do? I'm like, oh, 
slap this thing on, and then boom, take them to our website, and then now I'm talking intelligently about it. So I think this idea of wearable technology is something that I've personally been a little scared of, because I thought it was going to put us out of business, but I think this is going to help generate business in this world of swag, which is always tough to target an ROI. I think this type of stuff is really going to help us get these ROIs from trade shows and events. How do you see, uh, not to go too deep on this one in particular, but how do you see this comparing to QRs? You know, I just feel like this because it's, and again, QR codes, I used to think were a disaster. And then right. COVID happened. And then all of our moms and dads had to learn how to use these things too, just so they could order For a menus. sandwich and a yeah. right? Like yeah. that was the game changer. Like, you know, reality has changed the way things work. I think QR codes were a thing that we're going to die in the vine, and then COVID made them relevant and necessary. So now without the ability to even have to turn on your phone and just be able to scan it, just holding up your phone, I think that makes it a little bit easier. Um, and then also, you know, right now, if you work with a supplier to use a QR code, a lot of times there's an additional setup fee or a testing fee to make sure that QR code works. By the mm -hmm. way, always pay the fee. Do not be the person who doesn't test it, right? That's yep. setting yourself up for failure. But I do think this new NFC technology is going to be more helpful than the QR code. So I see this as a, a trend that's moving the right way versus just having that weird little block puzzle um, on the corner of a sleeve that just doesn't look good. This is just a nice little tag. Um, and then the same thing with that business card. It looks like an Apple card. So just really more professional way of, of kind of getting your point. Cool. I really like that. Sorry, I do. It's, it's kind of nice. No, no, I appreciate that. And then the last thing I'll touch on is really experiential, experiential gifting. Okay, so I think that's something that a lot of our clients are are, are tasking us with. And luckily, as soon as we walked in the trade show floor, uh, we saw Brittany from Goldline with that beautiful baby blue blazer on, and she was talking all about her experiential gifting. So they can send Puma out to your golf event and have them fit you for a golf club, golf bag, golf shoes. And they're not just golf shoes. Now they've got that, you know, that frat boy, frat guy loafer. So that foot joy loafer with a little buckle with a cute little one uh, on the top that you can wear to business meetings. So it's not just sneakers and slip-ons that, you know, are good for men or women, but now it's a nicer experience. So when you walk away from event, say, for example, we were going to have them at our expo and everyone walked away with a pair of foot joy loafers or some really nice Puma slip-ons for the ladies. I mean, you're walking around feeling good, like you just really got something great. And again, getting them size to your liking, all that stuff. I think the experiential gifting is going to be something that continues to trend upwards. And it looks to me like Goldbomb's doing it better than anyone. Are you Fair seeing enough. that too, Stephen? I heard, I saw you nodding over there. Yeah, I mean, experiential gifting has is, is been a, I don't say a challenge, but it's been more of a of a requested thing, specifically when COVID happened. But now that it's it's done, it's 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 always been something we've tried to do, right? But it's it's been difficult because we've had to source different things from different places to kind of create this message and this experience that we've wanted. Um, but there's places like gold bond, you know, the book company, there's, uh, you know, even Gemline with some of their kidding uh, with, you know, plant kits now with a combination of food and items. Um, you know, there's places that are bringing in retail pieces and literature that kind of pairs with it, like whether it be books or stuff, we saw a, a garden company there, Kevin. I don't know if you saw them. They literally send out full plants with pots. yeah, care instructions yes. and all this stuff. I'm like, this is great. Like, this is the stuff that we've, you know, we've needed in the industry, and it's it's good to see that there's providers that are helping us with it. So, 
Yeah, it's but an awesome know, transition. Are we cut off on time here, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, we're fine. We, okay, it's, it's awesome. Good. So that was going to be my next transition of the ones that just missed it. But Jeff, before I cut you off again, what did you want to say? Sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, it, it, since we're talking about hits and experiential marketing, I, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about HPG since you talked about HPG already. Because uh, if you remember when we did the Cinco de Mayo episode, they sent us this awesome kit. And you, you can you can see yeah. my pinata still up here. Uh, you know, they, they send out, you know, these whole kits that are, you know, all about that particular event or topic. So, I mean, I think that kind of thing is awesome. Experiential marketing is just uh, is is growing uh, everywhere. And it's just a matter of like how to incorporate it more, you know, because it yeah. is relatively new still. So um, like we've we've even talked about it at trade shows, like who's doing the experience booth at, at the trade show? Like who mm-hmm. who are you we're going to remember because of the experience that you had at the trade show as opposed to, you know, what booth? So, I mean, it's it's all over the place, really. Yeah. I mean, if you saw someone who's doing coasters and they were just laser engraving your initials on a coaster, there's a line out the door for that. Right, there There's was a, a laser yeah. engraving going on your initials of like a Pelican tumbler. Same thing. People are about that experience; they want to walk away with it. Um, but Lively Roots, a fantastic company, that was on my just missed the top five. They oh, send you a house plant, and the uh, the planner is actually decorated. It looks beautiful. And again, that's something like, hey, thanks for growing with us, right? Yeah. Hey, well, congratulations on your promotion. Way to grow with the company, right? I can go a thousand ways with how work, that works well. And then obviously mental health. Um, there as well. I think everyone, the, the other trend that wasn't the Stanley Tumblr, uh, Stanley's kind of that, again, I'm getting paid by TikTok. Uh, Stanley Tumblr is that basically 40 ounce large handle, fit in a coffee mug, um, good for that super mom at home. Um, those are really popular. And then the knockoffs that came with that. And then that Lululemon crossbody that all the females from, you know, 14 years old to 88 years old, whether they use it as a fanny pack, or a, a crossbody, those are super uh, popular as well. So I thought I was like the last person to jump on that that wave. And then um, I, I got one at a, an event and I went to a concert and I was like, this is the best thing. I'm like, I don't even care. Functionality of her fashion. I was wearing it and VJ kept pointing out. I was like, look, they're all wearing one, but all the cool kids wear them like this. Across it was the body, me yeah. and like an 80 year old woman, and then like an, another like maybe 60 years that had them around their waist. But I'm like, I can access everything. Every time I think about it, I think my mom when we were at amusement parks, like sitting there with the big old waist pack with like double stuffed animals that were oversized. Like, oh, I can't wait for the kids to get off this ride and tell me all about it, right? And now it's like uber popular with all the 20 somethings in my office. Yeah, and I also, think that's really Big. I know you got a chance to meet Stacy Stahl with Sweeter Card. Um, yeah. So it's an awesome company. They do direct mailers. She actually just got her business into um, into Starbucks and Barnes and Noble. Uh, but basically, salted caramel tastes delicious. What I love about it is we talk about minority uh, businesses. She's a female minority-owned business owner, and then she supports um, uh, folks with autism. They're actually the ones that are packaging these items. So super supportive of that. And then I also thought it was really cool. Some people hire talent, like Vegas showgirls, to work their trade show booth. Not Stacy. She hired her best friends to just come and help her out. One was a doctor. One was a lawyer. Um, and again, hopefully, it's just very, very uh, awesome friends of hers. So I thought that was really cool. And then um, the last one that I thought was really cool, has anyone ever done one of these? These, like, custom arcades? No, the but I Not yet. Not yet. I so just got a, really a mailer I'm a big from it. Nerd. Yeah. So this has like 300 games loaded on. 
We could do a full color logo of all that jazz. Um, I mean, I swear to God, I thought I was going to get beat up in the airport by this eight-year-old who was just eyeing me up. And I was like, dude, I'll, I'll swap you your, you know, your switch for this. And he was like, all day, man. His mom was going to be like, did you steal my kid's Game Boy? Um, but this thing's really rad, preloaded, full color graphics. Um, it's the team over at Logo Story. I don't know if they're legit or not in ASI and ESP web or not, but they're phenomenal. And that thing was a lot of fun. So um, that was another cool thing. But overall, near fuel field communication, the wearable technology, I think that finally came to a point where it's actually useful. Um, that's what I thought. And then again, experiential gifting. I think those are my two ones that I would say did it best at Vegas this year. Awesome. I agree on all of them. I don't, I don't have, yeah. I mean, last year, I think the one that I was like in about was the on-demand printing, but like I, I could see the, the wave and I, I think it has to fit your specific model, but otherwise, man, boom, mic drop, Kevin, you killed it. I will say, I'm looking at some of these comments. I'm not, apparently I'm doing a, a terrible job because they're already asking for different guests to come on. So people are apparently saying, Cillian Murphy, shout out, let's talk. Apparently you're very entertained. Cillian <laughs> <laughs> Murphy's the uh, um, Peaky Blinders guy. That's why. Ah, okay, I feel better. Okay, all right. Yeah. So now I'm just trying to jazz and jeff me out of this marriage. Okay. Yeah, Kevin, yeah, yeah. Rich Graham wants to know where that uh, mini arcade came this from. This is from Logo Story. Logo Story, um, yeah. Rich, feel free to hit me up. Um, I'm happy to pass it along an intro. Um, but yeah, really cool item. And again, something that I would use again and again, travel with. My kids love it. They don't know how to play Ninja uh, Turtles on it, but it's really fun. You know, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that. They, there's, I actually got a, uh, a sales flyer from a company that came with, um, that, that came to like five minutes before the show, and it was about full size arcade games, um, like full color graphic arcade. So it's, I'm seeing, you know, same with you with the, the trends that you mentioned, but it's like you see the the denim pickup, you see the the retro styles, the cross bodies, the fanny packs, the retro arcade. It's it's we're we're there we're back in whatever decade that was um of that being popular so uh but again it has to make sense for your customer and the activation and all that so uh, so intrigued with where meg went yeah where did she go where did she go mailer you reminded me steven we just did a mailer i haven't had a chance to do a video on it and it's it's for lat right but it's coming in like an old retro um, lunchbox. So I get it. Like the whole retro thing is back and there's all this little stuff in there. But yeah, sorry. Well, you I'm just enjoying some of my sweeter cards chocolate right now. No big deal. That stuff is good, man. I, I, we pitched some stuff around key floor and she sent me one of the boxes with all the things in there. And I was like, Hey, by the way, like my six pack only came with two. Um, those four went walking somewhere. So I like I need to yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. She's really awesome. She's great. She's a serial entrepreneur, so I'm excited to see how she gets in this space. Charlie Rowan, she'd be a great one to have in the interim, probably. She's awesome. Very cool. All right, guys, any other questions for Kevin, or should we uh, wrap this up? <clears throat> How's that taste, Kev? It's lovely. It's lovely. And I hate watching people eat. I've never eaten in front of other people. And here I am in the podcast that has a number of years. Yeah, well, you've got, uh, what's what's the number say, Jeff? 13,000, 14,000 people just watching you? <laughs> I mean, it's at least my mom. Yeah, yeah. My Aunt Mary is definitely watching this. Hey, Aunt Mary. <laughs> I hope you're recovering. Oh. Cool. 
No, we, we've uh, we've got a pretty good following. So, Kevin, it's awesome to have you. Uh, you always bring the energy, man. Uh, love having you. Love the humor and all that good stuff. So uh, thank you for joining us. But again, this episode is brought to you by our good friends over at the Brentwood line. They specialize in chairs, coolers, backpacks, and blankets. They're a well-respected supplier known not just for their high-quality products, but also their customer service. The Brentwood line values and appreciates its customers to the greatest extent, and they want to make sure that they are uh, meeting all of your expectations. Uh, so be sure to head over to brentwoodline.com and check out the latest and greatest products for all of your outdoor needs. Uh, tell them the industry insider sent you. And uh, look, guys, until next time, uh, really appreciate uh, you guys being here and sharing some time with us. So take it easy. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corners Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.